When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about three new updates in the Lori Vallow Daybell case. There's still no sign of the children, but there is new information and new insights. Lori's bond hearing, the Dateline special, and Chad's family rating system. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below and click that notification bell so you could be notified of my next upcoming videos and live streams. Give it a like if you do support this video and share this out where you can. Now let's get into it. So let's quickly talk about Lori's bond hearing first and the bottom line surrounding that. After two and a half hours, the decision was made that the bond was not going to be reduced. And as most of you know, in the beginning, Lori's bond was at $5 million. And Lori's lawyer tried to get it reduced to $1 million. But that was refused or denied. And then she was extradited to Idaho. And she did have success in that bond hearing where it was lowered to $1 million. As I said, it was denied yesterday and it is still at $1 million. But to my understanding, they were trying to get it down to $150,000 to $250,000. And Lori's preliminary hearing is now pushed back from June to July 9th and 10th. Now let's get into the Dateline episode. There was definitely some jaw-dropping moments in this special. A lot of it did have clips from the previous Dateline special, but here's what was new. Colby Ryan was talking first, and he talked about his mom and that his mom loves them and always has loved them. He called her the fun mom, and a lot of people called her the fun mom. He said they always had a lot of fun. She made everything fun. He also did mention that his life with her seemed to be a struggle. Now, here's the jaw-dropping moment. When he talked about his relationship with Joseph Ryan, who was husband number three, Colby said that Joseph was closer to Tylee and that Colby would get spankings from him and little hits in the head. He also said that there was sexual abuse as well. And that was shocking, I think, to most people who were watching that. Colby said that he told his mom about the story and then the story was told to Alex and then that's why Alex went after Joseph and stunned him with a stun gun. And Colby on the special said that he was relieved when they were separated. Now, when Lori married husband number four, Charles, Colby described him as a showman and he said that he seemed like he genuinely cared. He did say that Charles did his best and tried to make Lori happy. And in 2014, Lori and Charles adopted JJ and Colby was 17 at the time. And I think Tylee would have been 12 or 13. And Colby said that he immediately thought, wow, you guys are going to do this all over again because Colby and Tylee were teenagers. But he did say that as soon as JJ came into the house, he fell in love with him instantly and said that Tylee also took on a mothering role. 
towards JJ, and we have seen that in pictures and、uh, some videos. So they moved to Hawaii shortly after they adopted JJ, and then Colby moved back to the mainland a couple years after that. From my understanding, he was 19 years old. What was interesting in the Dateline special was that Keith had asked Colby about how Lori acted, and they were talking that Lori actually treated Colby more of a boyfriend than than a son. So that was strange. And once Colby was married, Colby said it was more like a competition. And when it came to Lori's religion, Charles embraced the LDS religion. And Lori's friend April from Hawaii said that Lori seemed like she was almost becoming superior to others. She said that Lori wanted someone to be a partner, like a leader, whereas Charles was doing his best to be part of that. But April said, you know that. That wasn't really his role. It wasn't. It wasn't like him. But April did say that Lori was night and day after meeting Chad Daybell, and we've been hearing this over and over. But the thing is, everybody says around that 2018 mark because before that they were saying Lori was a great, loving mom. She was fun and attentive. But then in 2018, after she meets Chad. She's different, and like April Calder, night and day. And it was even mentioned that Lori seemed disinterested in her children after meeting Chad. And I'll get to that in a minute. Now, one of Alex's good friends, Mary Tracy, was on the special, and I did talk about her in a previous video. And she said she thought of Alex more like a little brother. She thinks that it was all too planned out for this to be Alex, and she said it. It didn't seem like this would be Alex at all in these circumstances. She did say that he wouldn't do this from his own free will.、Um, she said never a question. She also said that if he did do this, he would do it as a protecting and a defender of his sister and her children. Now, when Melanie was interviewed in this special, I really thought this was intriguing and interesting. A lot of eyebrows, I think, were raised from everybody.、Um, she was asked about her thoughts on her ex-husband Brandon Boudreaux about being shot at, and Keith asked her if she asked Alex if it was him and that shot at Brandon Boudreaux. And Melanie kind of chuckled and said, "Yeah, like I asked Alex and." Alex made jokes about it, about how it would be in broad daylight to shoot him in a recognizable car, and it's true, it would be insane to do that. But who was driving that vehicle, right? The vehicle was actually registered to Charles Vallow, who had already been deceased at this point for three months, and. Just like Charles's credit card, it wasn't Charles because he was dead, but Lori used. His credit card the same day that Brandon Mudrow got shot at、uh, to buy Lori and Chad's wedding ring. So, yeah, it is insane, but it still happened, right? I don't think he's in the clear. So when Keith asked Melanie if the marriage was planned, she said, and I quote. I know in our faith sometimes it's really fast. If you know and feel right about it, there's no sense in dating around with tons of people. And this was about the marriage between Chad and Lori. 
Melanie said she didn't see the kids when she moved to Rexburg, and she said she wasn't that close to Tylee when she was a teenager. And she actually backed Lori up and said that her move was already planned to leave Rexburg, and she didn't believe it was a sudden move, and it was planned on moving to Kauai. And that would have been in November on that 26th and 27th. The 26th of November was the welfare check and 27th they vanished. They went to Hawaii. So Melanie goes on to say, and I quote, we are all kind of doing our own things. There's no cult. There's no planned marriages in all of this that we've been accused of. But you got to admit it's a little strange, the series of events. So in the show, it was also mentioned that Melanie met Ian on an app called Mutual. And two weeks later, after they met, they got married in Vegas. And when I looked up the app, it said this, Mutual is a place where single members of the church can make meaningful connections that lead to real dating. The app was created by BYU grads who know how difficult it can be to meet others with similar interests, beliefs, and standards especially outside of Provo. Well, it is pretty good timing, right? I wonder if Alex and Zulema uh, or Zulema met on there, but I heard or we know from the Dateline special that Zulema actually was friends with Lori. So it's interesting how they actually got married a couple hours apart. It just looks like one's on the 29th and one's the 30th, but I do believe it was only a few, three, four hours apart or even two. So after Alex and Zulema got married, they moved back to Arizona and Melanie said she was talking to Alex every other day and he told her, allegedly, that he was having troubles breathing. And she also said that he's a super healthy guy. I, just, I thought that was an interesting comment. And also in the show, they said that Lori called Zulema and said that she was worried about Alex and to go check on him. So Zulema actually called Joseph and told Joseph to call 911 and Alex died later that day. And police did tell Zulema that she's not a suspect. So it's going to be interesting what his report is going to be and, you know, what the expanded toxicology says. Now, back to Melanie and her new husband, Ian Pulowski, he actually wore a wire for two weeks for the FBI to see if Melanie would say something about the whereabouts of JJ and Tylee. Ian did say he did his best, but there was nothing to discuss. And Ian said that he did his best, but there was nothing to discuss. And Ian ends up telling Melanie that he was wearing a wire and she forgave him and they're moving forward. Now, Ian mentioned that he now isn't actively helping the FBI. And if they want to talk to him or ask him questions, they're going to have to go through his lawyer. One comment that really stuck out to me in the Dateline episode and I found interesting was this. Ian says, I'm starting to see Melanie's perspective. This isn't all the hype that it's been made up to be. This is where I wish the conversation was still going on this episode and to see what came next after that because that was a super strange comment to me. You have two missing children. They've been missing since September. And he says, I'm starting to see Melanie's perspective that it isn't all the hype that it's made up to be. Well, what is it? 
then. So then they talked about Chad and I found this interesting as well. One of the producers named Louis Soltrin had a series of talks one-on-one -on -one with Chad and he said this and I quote, he never once really said, no, no, Lori's not like that, or no, no, you got it wrong. He never once said that. And he says, so sometimes what people don't say says a lot more of what they do say. And I could agree with that. Now, Nate Eaton from East Idaho News was on Dateline as well, and he talked about the zombie topic. And he said, the spirit leaves the body and either becomes possessed with a fallen spirit or a disembodied spirit and you have no more control of your body and you become dark. In a memo from Ian, Lori and Chad said that Brandon was possessed and Alex may need to take a shot at Brandon in order to take care of the Lord's purpose of what needed to happen. And Chad and Lori apparently told Melanie that Tylee and JJ have become possessed by zombies and they needed to die. And Melanie also said to Ian that Alex had great faith and that he never wavered in his trust in the Lord and no task was too difficult for him to accomplish. On the episode, it also talked about Tammy being inhabited by an evil spirit. And also, as we know from earlier, Charles was also allegedly possessed by a zombie as well. And he was called Nick Schneider. So now let's talk about the latest news about Chad's rating system for Lori's family. And this ties in well with this. So. On the morning of October 30th, 2018, Lori receives an email from Chad and it's not known how long they were actually going back and forth and communicating, um, but here it reads this. Here are the family history documents you requested. And it's a chart that explains that there's light and dark spirits showing levels of estates. So Chad believes that people are reborn or they graduate to the next level when they essentially die. And according to this chart, most LDS, Latter-day Saints members are at a level two and the dark side only matches the light. But Julie Rowe, who was a friend of Chad's and she also authored a bunch of books that Chad published, she said this, the thing is when you have some of these gifts, it gets real tricky because you're not living in one dimension, you're living in multiple dimensions. And Chad's had two near-death experiences, so his veil is kind of open, but not completely. And Julie says he is way off base. Um, when I show you this chart, you'll see the different numbers. She says, you can't just go and test and say, okay, this person's a 4.1 dark. Now, for us, looking in, we're going, okay, what does that mean, right? I'll dig more. Now, she also says, if this isn't a cult leader, I don't know what is. And Julie's never thought of him before as that. Just with these recent events in the last two years, he started getting a little bit different. And she noticed that his uh, beliefs were starting to go a little bit left field. Now, she says, that's where I am now because he was going around saying things in people's homes, going to people now. Whether they joined a cult or realized that's what he was trying to do or not, he won't call it a cult. I think he thinks he's starting a church. And so when you look at the chart, you can see it says family history information. 
that Lori requested. And current numbers on Earth at this time of each estate level, these totals represent the light spirits and the dark has equal numbers. Now it says most LDS members are level two, like I said, most bishops and ward leaders are level three, most stake presidents and general authorities are level four, most apostles are level five, a few are level six. The dark side can only match the light numbers, not exceed them. That is why there are a few fives on earth right now. It limits the dark's power. Twos and threes are fluid and can change sides during earth's life and 4.1 and above have made covenants to their side. They rarely switch sides. So as you can see, he has a nice little chart of our entire family. And notably, Alex Cox was a two light, Adam three light. Uh, Lori was a 4.3 light. And I'm sure that's why she was, a, or in her mind, a translated being with the higher number. I'll get more into that. I'll have to, I'll have to search, but this is gonna be a gong show. Summer Cox, which is her sister, is a three light and her husband is a two light but borderline two dark. Then Chad goes through the husbands, the first husbands, two light, William, two dark, Colby, Ryan, three light, and the wife, Kelsey, three dark. This is getting super concerning. Third husband, Joseph Ryan, 4.3 dark, is now sealed away. Daughter, Tylee Ryan, 4.1 dark. Fourth husband, Charles Vallow, three light. And then it talks about Charles's, um, Charles's sons and his wife. And then niece, Melanie Boudreaux, three light. And husband, Brandon, three dark, which we know he had an attempt made on his life. And when this was first created, Charles Vallow was three light. And then he was possessed by zombies. And so I take it he went dark. And what's interesting is the date of this email, which is October 30th, 2018. Lori and Chad met in this month, in October, face-to-face, uh, -face, even though she was obsessed with his books since 2015. And in November, that's when Lori um, mentioned that Chad came over to their house and stayed while they went to that Preparing a People event. So that was just weeks later, really. And now that we have this chart, it makes me think about Melanie's comment where she said, sometimes children are full of light and just like that, they go dark. And so now we can say, well, maybe this is what it means according to the chart rather than, um, you know, living or not living, although it kind of coincides, doesn't it? Because when we think of it, Tammy was said that she actually was infected um, or she, she turned she had an evil spirit and she ended up dying. Charles was possessed by a zombie and was Nick Schneider and he died. And I'm not sure about Alex at this point if this was natural or if something happened to him, but notably he did die the next day after Tammy's body was exhumed. And then what's really, really, really worrisome is that Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
the kids if it was in fact that they said they were zombies and this is not good now when I go back to the chart and I look at the dark ones that was said now this is two years ago or I guess it would be um, a year and a half ago that this was made so things change and people change right the things that would be really really worrisome would be things like Colby's wife going dark as she has the D on there so I would be super careful um, that's scary and Joseph Ryan we know is dead and then Tylee Ryan a 4.1 D that's not good obviously first wife of Charles uh, 2D and then Cole Vallow who's his son 3D I mean this is scary uh, husband Brandon 3D and so those people have to really take a look and be careful it's worrisome and right away my guess is once I heard this competition in the dateline and then looking at Colby Ryan saying well you know my mom kind of thought of me as a, a boyfriend instead of a son and talking about how there was competition I don't like that one bit and I, I that makes me actually super concerned at this point now that it's getting deeper and deeper and we're finding out that Chad actually uh, gave this I guess you could say Lori potentially instigated this email saying you know as requested he says here's the chart but this is very very bizarre now when we talk about Melanie going back to that Dateline episode uh, a lot of people are super concerned and they think you know she had to have known something I think some of her answers were um, were careful I think some of them almost different than what she was saying before especially worrisome is Ian Pulowski's comment about I'm starting to see Melanie's perspective this isn't all the hype that it's made up to be that is um, that's concerning too in my opinion and then finally with Melanie saying you know oh I yeah the, the kids weren't there granted she did sign her lease at the end of October the same day actually I think it was the 30th or 31st it was like the same day that Chad sent this email interesting but she did say um, some things that were weird like if you're super close to your aunt which we know she was wouldn't you be asking questions like where's JJ where's Tylee and uh, I don't really quite a hundred percent believe her saying that she had no idea like yeah no the kids weren't there and you know I didn't think anything of it because I wasn't that close to Tylee well but you knew that she was living there so where is she living then right so there is a couple weird things so let's have a chit chat below and we'll talk about it subscribe if you haven't done so already I did do a interview with Scott Reich on his channel on crime talk you might want to check that out it was a lot of fun I'll put the link in the comments below and also give it a like if you support this video and share this out where you can thank you so much for watching See you soon. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.